You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. And today's business at hand is the business of high fidelity, high definition, high-end audio, and visual to some extent, hardware and systems. And along with the area of consumer electronics, which is ever-changing, we'll be talking to my guest about what it takes to operate a a high-end store with new components that are from some of the highest-end manufacturers, how sound reproduction has changed over the last few decades, and simply what it takes to um, evolve in a field which has, by and large, uh, changed quite a bit. There aren't any uh, strictly dedicated to um, high-fidelity sound uh, businesses, not many across the country, but I'm pleased to have as my guest Alan Jones, the owner of Hi-Fi Buys, based here in Atlanta, and Buckhead, which is kind of north uh, central uh, metro Atlanta. Welcome to the business era, Alan. Thanks for having me, Ron. I'm happy to be here. Alan, um, we um, we talked about it being a, a high-end industry, and uh, I, um, I think we'll get into uh, some of the demographics, but maybe first we'll talk a little bit about the history, because there are people who know that Hi-Fi buys, at least as a name, and st- and a business which was dedicated to to audio products um, and some visual products, but primarily audio, goes back uh, 40-some years. Back to 1973, I believe it is. Okay, that's uh, 50. Maybe 77. Maybe 60 years. Yeah, that's a lot of years. <laughs> it is. Um, tell us a little bit about the evolution. Uh, I think a lot of listeners out there who are fascinated by entrepreneurialism, if you will, you know, who started a business, uh, how that business evolved, how your current guest uh, ended up with the business, which is actually a little bit different in that you didn't buy the physical facility so much with equipment. You bought a brand that you cultivated into a better brand. Tell us a little bit about from Mel Silverman to the Alan Jones Hi-Fi Buys. Okay. Um, actually, uh, Mel Silverman was the one that founded the store. Um, and, again, I, I try not to get too detailed in the history of it and that kind of thing. But uh, Mel founded it and uh, at one point sold it to Jeffrey Snow. And Jeffrey Snow was instrumental in really making the brand what it is today. He uh, deserves an awful lot of credit for uh, where he went with it. And uh, you know, finally he turned it into, uh, from what I remember, is a 13-store, close to a $100 million chain. They were real movers in the industry uh, when they went out after Tweeter, Tweeter bought them in, I think, 2000. I'm not something early in the 2000s. And, uh, and anyway, they bought them then and um, kind of changed the culture of the brand. Uh, they were a very educational brand. They had uh, very knowledgeable people and that kind of thing. And that's what the brand was built on and how they went places. And um, they changed that and kind of started hiring clerks and that kind of thing and thought that they could do business down here as they did in the north, and they couldn't. And uh, that kind of got proved itself. And so in 2000, late 2007, uh, early 2008 was when they kind of went down along with a lot of other things <laughs> around our country and uh, or I should say around the world, really. And uh, 
So um, tough times, but that's when they basically went out. They sold uh, all the assets to a clearinghouse after the bankruptcy. And um, so in 2013, after spending a considerable amount of time uh, calling uh, the particular number of the clearinghouse, a uh, lady picks up and says, I can help you. And so what I did is I bought the .com and then trademarked the .com for the brand so that I could have some protection within the state on, on that. And um, and uh, two years later, open a store in Buckhead. And was that the beginning of the operation? Did you ever operate virtually? Did you ever have an online business? Um, no online business. Uh, I did have a, a website before, which was a very unique website. We were, yes, we have a website.com. The name of the store was called Audio Alternative. But uh, we had been asked so many times early in the dot-com marriage. <laughs> dot com area was do you have a website and so we came up with yes we have a website dot com and then it'd be like well what what is your website and we go yes we have a website dot com and well, well what is your website it was kind of pretty funny stuff but yeah. uh, anyway so first yeah so I had a store actually open and uh, I opened in um, uh, March of 1995 and um, shut down that store in uh, the very end of May 2015 and opened up Hi Fi Buys in Buckhead um, so changed my name and locations within about a ten day period obviously there was a lot more work than that involved but um so during that 10-day period um an amazing crew of people that uh, still work for me and uh, a lot of folks around that and uh, a lot of vendors uh, manufacturers and that kind of thing all contributed to us uh getting that moved on it was uh, we had a fully operating store and then 10 days later we had a fully operating store in a different location and that's uh when you come into the store and see the amount of stuff that must move to make that happen it's uh, it was a uh, for me it's one of the greatest things i've ever led and um and pretty delicate stuff to move it. Um, it can be. Once you get it in the box, it's not too bad. But, uh, you know, getting it there and back out is uh, <laughs> is something. I mean, we have a, sim- uh, a single shelving system for, for basically the, one of the main systems uh, in the store that's back in the back of the store. Um, and that probably, you know, it weighs 1,500 pounds maybe. And um, so it is an awful lot of weight just to move a stand. That's not even any gear or any wiring or anything along that line. So, you know, there were, there were you know, several tons of product moved. So you're, you're wrapping things up in one store and boxing things. You're wiring the other store, probably. Well, we kind of we boxed it all up in a couple of days, and then moved it all the next day, and then all of us went down and unboxed. And you know, it was, it was an amazing crew down there working ten, twelve, fourteen hour days. And um, you know, I didn't hear a complaint from anybody. There may have been some, but I didn't hear them. So, <laughs> but uh, it was it was a great time and a wonderful thing. And then we did our grand opening, and I uh, actually had Mill Silverman there. Um, would have loved to have had. Jeffrey Snow there, and um, but uh, him and also Sam Massell, who was the governor of Atlanta, so um, at the time when Hi-Fi Buys was open, and um, so anyway, we were really happy to have them there for our ribbon cutting, and kind of a really, you know, quite a celebration that day. I bet you Mel was really pleased to see this new iteration of his uh, brainchild. Hi, y- yes. I mean, listen, he and I have, uh, again, we've been friends for now uh, 15 years, and he's actually bought from me for, I guess, that about the same, same amount of time. And his dear wife, Sally, she is, uh, just, just awesome. Those guys have been, been great as, uh, mentors and, uh, people that, you know, I can bounce things off of where they've kind of been in that world. And, um, um, it's wonderful to have people like that around me. Well, we should give a tip of the hat to um, Mel Silverman because he would have been the guy. I mean, there was Dirty Dons and Meltons and High Fidelity SSS. Uh, high Fidelity SSS and, SSS and, and yeah. uh, uh, Stereo Designs and, 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 and then the, the CMC stores. But I think his efforts were the ones that uh, put uh, High Fidelity, if you will, on, on the map uh, here in Atlanta. Well, as far as High Five buys, I mean, Mel, Mel opened it, but Jeffrey Snow was the one that really pushed it forward and really made it into the 
shall we say, very sizable company that it was. Well, then we have to give a tip of the hat to Jeffrey Snow as well. Yes. If we were um, standing around with a couple of beers in our hand or another adult beverage somewhere, uh, this is a little game I play. We're not in an elevator, so you have more time than giving an elevator speech. <laughs> but and and I and you're probably faced with this situation every now and then. You know you're talking to somebody who could become a customer because when they ask you to characterize what Hi-Fi Buy does, what you sell, you you have a clear sense, well, this guy could be a high-end uh, audio aficionado guy, and you give him a little more than a 60-second elevator speech. What do you say, uh, Ellen, when you describe what the store sells? That's a really interesting question, and it's kind of different for everybody. Um, I'll kind of go backwards a little bit and then come forward. But, you know, the beautiful thing about it is that everybody loves music. It's just that we all tie ourselves to it in different ways. And so I kind of, you know, the, I guess the first thing is is come in for an experience. Leave your wallet at home. You know, just, just come in and enjoy yourself. Because in reality, we don't find many of those environments out there where we can just go in and just enjoy ourselves. And um, so, you know, our tagline is Hi-Fi Buys Get the Experience. And it's really about coming and having an experience at our store that is unlike any experience you'll have at any store anywhere. Um, and I, if you look at the reviews of the store, you'll see that's true. And um, uh, I can't think of a time when someone, when I told someone about the store, and I'll say this to, to somebody in this thing, I can't think of a time when I've told someone to come into the store and their expectations were not just well superseded um, in the sense of I had no idea um, you know most of us love music and have been kind of touched by it but don't really realize how great it really can be and um, and what fidelity really is we think it's limit, limited by what we've heard because we've been we think we've been exposed to it all and what our store does is really take people and exposing them to something much greater than they realized was out there you know you and I had a conversation off, off here about uh, how the cell phone has put us in this mode of uh, moving sometimes too fast, of instant communications Mm -hmm. and and the effect that that has on other aspects of our life. And we oftentimes don't take time to sit and enjoy something like music, just like we don't sometimes sit and enjoy a great-tasting food. And in fact, because we're constantly referring to our uh, cell phones which have those little bitty uh, reproduction devices for sound and listening to a myriad of other sound sources there's no high fidelity from most of those the vast majority of those sources so it's got to be literally or figuratively like a breath of fresh air for someone to come in relax and have an audio experience in your store I think uh, I think that's true. I think um, you know this wonderful little device called the phone, um, which I use quite often. And uh, but uh, the thing I would end up saying about it is that um, it is you know it's kind of the the one thing that kind of keeps us in constant motion is you know we got to be on that phone, got to be on that phone, got to respond to it, got to do that. And we really don't get a lot of places to have peace in our life. And um, music can really be one of those. And quite honestly, we can use that phone to help us get there because there are ways to make a phone sound great. Uh, um, what we generally know is that streaming out there is that, you know, a huge portion of the population is streaming. 
but very few people do it correctly. So they don't really know that there is a whole other level of fidelity available to them using the same devices, not really changing their world much at all, and not spending a lot of money to get something that is at a whole other place. Um, I had an experience rec- recently where somebody that I knew had, you know, was basically listening to their computer or their iPhone for music, and they just bought a simple little speaker from me and took it home, and what a change of life. Um, as opposed to this thin kind of tinny little sounding phone or computer, um, now you had something that had you know more richness and fidelity and that kind of thing to it. And you don't realize how you miss it because we're so used to the norm of just the phone or the computer and let's just use those speakers they're built in. We don't need anything anymore. But if you go beyond that just slightly, you'll be amazed how much better the experience can be. And all coming from that phone. Still can't. Which is, uh, so in, in a sense, your... Uh, your sound source uh, for um, not necessarily amplification, but at least, as you say, if you've got a good uh, musical source uh, at the broadcast end or the uh, originating end of it, you can mm-hmm. get a good sound. And yes. we're going to talk a little bit more about that because we're going to talk about headphones in a bit. And we're going to talk about the other half of what you explained to someone when they say, well, what do you have in the store? We're here with Alan Jones of Hi-Fi Buys. We're talking high fidelity and the business of selling high-end sound equipment. We'll be back right after this break. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around town movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy. Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Call them. Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not... You probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Alan Jones, the owner of Hi-Fi Buys, a high-fidelity sound system with some audio, uh, some visual systems as well. 
because we're going to be touching upon uh, home entertainment centers and a bit home media centers. Uh, but Alan was talking a little bit about, uh, we touched on uh, the telephone, and the telephone has changed us in many ways. One of the conveniences or additional dimensions of control we might have with a phone, and you, you mentioned this uh, during the break, was the phone doesn't have to be the source for the audio. The phone can be controlling other audio systems. Talk to us a little bit about how many customers you get that, that want to be able to use their iPads or their phones or some other remote device with some pretty sophisticated sound systems and, and how you help them navigate um, what is what is probably a, a, jung- a jungle of options. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of different ways to do things. Um, obviously, I have my feelings on what is right. Um, I've been doing this for you know thirty five years, and I think um, one of the things that I've learned over the time, and I fought and fought and fought streaming and you know going digital and storing things and all that kind of things. I wanted the media. I mean, I still play vinyl and I love collecting vinyl, and I still do today. But um, you know, I also listen to digital, so it's kind of like tubes and solid state and digital versus analog. I'm not at war of one. Over another, I think they all have their uh, abilities and assets and positive things to go around this. And um, I think that you know what people are wanting to do today is that we work so much time on our computers that in reality, when we get home, we kind of want to get away. And um, so, if we can get it to where we're on an iPad or something that's different than what we use in our everyday life—iPad, iPhone, whatever—and um, if we're using our phones, a lot of had people say, "I want to get away from my phone," and they want an iPad to control the music so they can put their phone aside. So there are many different ways to look at it, but these things can operate as remote controls for very high-end systems, for a simple little you know box by Sonos or Blue Sound or that kind of thing. Um, one of the biggest. Um, steps that I ever made and what actually made you know digital music or streaming music just so much greater for me was the ability is when when I got my phone and I get all the artwork and I get all the songs and I can search for anybody in the world through Tidal or Cobuzz um, those are two of the kind of higher res uh, or I should say full res and above streaming sources They'll, they cost about 20-25 bucks a month you can put them on your phone you can put them in your home you can do all those things and you end up having Having, uh, between both of them, you have about 60 million songs available to you, which is more than anybody will ever learn or, or be able to listen to in their lives. But at the same time, it's all there. You can listen to them as many times as you want. And yet your phone just tells uh, another device what to go out to the Internet and grab and come down and play. Or your phone, if you're listening to headphones or something on your uh, um, um, iPhone, what you end up finding is that um, you can then tell it to go out to the internet and grab whatever it wants and play it directly into the headphones that you're wearing. So you can have something that's very good fidelity that's portable, um, carry it with you, or have something all the way up to you know some of our top end systems at four or five hundred thousand dollars that you could actually control with your. Uh and tell, tell us a little bit about the the peripherals or the interconnectivity between uh, that phone or that iPad and that. Uh, more elaborate sound system uh is there uh, the equivalent of a single piece of hardware that makes that connection or is some of the hardware um got the built-in um bluetooth or whatever it is that's connecting uh the ipad <laughs> 
Well, there, this is where we get into the myriad of ways and things and that kind of thing. Um, first of all, Bluetooth is great. Um, it is uh, very easy to use, very great when you have a, you know, a friend over to the house and they want to play a song or something along that lines. But you end up finding it is not the best of fidelity. Okay? So even though it is convenient, it has its place in our world, um, and we embrace it at the store, I think one of the things that you'll find is that if we can – it does have compression in it. It's kind of like Pandora has compression in it, Spotify has compression, that kind of thing. So you will find that if we can get away from the compression, we will find ourselves with more fidelity. Um, and with more fidelity becomes a more relaxing sound and something that's uh, easier to embrace and something you'll want to spend more time with simply because of how much easier it sounds on your ears. Um, I think that's kind of what's missed today is this is what music is and it doesn't get any better and that's just simply not true. And that's what we really invite people to the store to do is to have that experience. If it's for you, that's wonderful. If it's not, that's wonderful too. So it, it's really kind of up to the individual as to how far they want to take things. I like the, uh, the phrase, get away from the compression. Yes, uh, well, yeah. I mean, it. <laughs> It, it's, it is an ama- music can be such an amazing, relaxing experience at levels that most of us cannot even understand. And until you actually have that experience, which I invite anybody to come and do, um, you know, it's just I have people that actually have come into the store. Then the, 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 the youngster, 20-year-old guy, his parents come to town, and he brings them into the store for them to have that experience because he is so taken by it. And we sit there and think that young people, well, they don't know how to listen and they don't know what they're doing. Well, that's just not true. And it's like saying that women don't listen to music and they're not in hi-fi. That's so not true. And we tend to beat our business down saying that, you know, they can't do this, they're not doing this, nobody's doing this. From generation to generation to generation, every single parent has told their kids, you don't know what you're doing listening to music. Tomorrow, and, it's, and it's been that way forever. I bet way back in the caveman, they were sitting there drumming, going, those kids don't know what they're drumming now. <laughs> That's right. Uh, turn that blank down. Yes. Uh, and uh, to, to, to borrow a phrase, uh, they had not uh, just uh, struck the right chord. I, I mean, literally. Uh, literally. <laughs> and uh, so let's go back. Now you've piqued my interest because you're saying, if you get a chance, come into my store, uh, get the experience of sound unlike you perhaps never have heard. Almost assuredly. Almost assuredly. Yes. And um, it would have to be someone going in who's been in your store or been in a similar environment, of which there are few around the country and around the world. I might add, I mean, you know, we're talking about little hi-fi buys in Buckhead, Atlanta, but you're one of the few places in the world, honestly speaking, Mm -hmm. where you're going to get this kind of experience. People still probably want to know, well, what do you carry? And they may be conjuring up old images of... uh, Turntables and speakers, <laughs> yes, which you do have, of course, on a level uh, that would far supersede uh, what they previously, unless they had some pretty high-end uh, components themselves, which many of your customers will have gone through a period where they had high-end components, then sound took a backseat to life, mm-hmm. and now they're getting back into uh, sound and sound systems. 
what do you how do you describe what you uh, what you carry and you can even name names of some of the manufacturers because you carry uh, some of the Ferrari and Lamborghinis of the the sound industry we, we do but without allowing this to be too intimidating to some we start um, pretty much with streaming speakers from basically about a hundred and fifty bucks and uh, go on up our largest system in the store that is a two channel stereo system with a turntable <coughs> and a streamer and that kind of thing in it. Um, I needed a couple of basic speakers a few weeks back. I went in mm-hmm. and got some great poke, little poke speakers from mm-hmm. you. You know, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can come in for some basic yep. quality. Well, uh, and, items. And one thing, you walk in our store, all the speaker prices are priced per pair, so you get two for that. I never really understood how the pricing got to be individual speakers, and then you have to multiply it by two to understand what it costs. And uh, <laughs> so you'll find everything's clearly marked. Um, you know, we we work from uh, again the the hundred and fifty dollars speaker by Sonos. Uh, it's kind of a streamer. We work for uh, just notch up there from Blue Sound. Um, we carry monitor audio. We carry Magnapan. We carry Vandersteen is really one of our big staples. I actually own a pair personally in my home. Um, You end up finding... um, there is uh, amplification from DCS or, or I'm sorry, audio research, uh, Dan D'Agostino, uh, which actually was formerly Krell um, and now is a completely new company with new designs and quite honestly, um, you know, the, the <laughs> it's beautiful gear. Um, it, it is literally beautiful gear, it, right? It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's like it's, a work of art. It's, it, well, to a large extent, there are pieces in your store which much like automobiles, mm-hmm. and uh, you know some of our listeners out there know that I am an advertising marketing guy, a media guy, and uh, I remember putting together a layout for uh, Motor Cars of Georgia that highlighted a uh, Lamborghini, mm-hmm. and the headline I created was Performance Art, mm-hmm. and that would apply to some of the pieces that Without you carry. Performance art Mm -hmm. and tell us more um you have uh pre-amplifiers amplifiers uh we mentioned turntables an array of speakers um where have tape decks gone or is there a a category for uh storage uh hardware um, what's what's happened in that area? Well, I want to go back to the the art thing. Yes, Just, go, go one. Yes, a lot of these manufacturers are absolutely producing uh, works of art. And what's really neat about it is that it's uh, you know when you you take a work of art and it's actually playing works of art. So I mean you know these um, songs and these kind of things and um, you know operas or whatever that it's playing are actual works of art in their own. And there's so much passion all the way through the industry by everybody that's in it, and that's kind of what raises the level of everything in this industry is the passion. So um, but I in in getting back to your uh, tape deck thing, um, tape. Tape is uh, kind of a weird thing today. It's uh, we do from when I hear cassettes are kind of coming back. Um, I don't know how far they could actually come back. Um, reel to reels are at a very very high end today. Um, so if you're willing to get a you know a reel to reel at twenty or thirty thousand dollars and willing to pay for some of the very limited amount of tape that's out there, because um, there are people that are going back to the master tape machines and then getting duplicates of those things made, um, and you may spend a hundred dollars. $200, $400, $500 for one album 
okay um so you end up finding that that is kind of of a higher level today and um but you know i you end up finding streaming from cd level on up is extraordinarily good if done by the right company and orchestrated i mean really by us one of the things that we're great at is helping you match up gear and getting the most value for your money we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to ask a little more uh, about um, tape and vinyl. Uh, we're here with Alan Jones of Hi-Fi Buys. We've been talking about uh, high-end and not necessarily strictly high-end because, as he pointed out, you can come and get a basic quality set of uh, speakers uh, that aren't the price of an automobile. But he does carry some speakers that are the price of an automobile. And we'll be back to talk with Alan some more right after this break. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. and listen to The Doctor's Lounge, where you get a private insight into the conversations that doctors have amongst themselves. Join us Thursday, 8 a.m. every week. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host... And we're here with Alan Jones, the owner of Hi-Fi Buys, a high-fidelity sound with some visual hardware and systems, and we'll talk about that in a moment. We'll talk about uh, home entertainment uh, and media centers. But before the break, we were talking about uh, vinyl, and we're talking about tape and how there's still uh, the capability for high-quality uh, sound uh, from tape recorders, but vinyl is one of those areas that a lot of folks would have thought uh, would have long since fallen by the wayside in terms of sound uh, quality, and yet they've continued to improve. And you happen to have some turntables uh, in the shop, which, in my opinion, they exemplify the performance art characterization because they're absolutely gorgeous they're like pieces of small sculpture uh, that happen to be um, electromechanical 
uh, devices that enable you to get really great sound from a record. And tell us a little bit about some of those turntables and the passion, which is a reoccurring theme for today, because as laid back as you are, Alan, you're a pretty <laughs> passionate guy about what you do, and your people are passionate about mm-hmm. about audio and, and, and visual. But tell us about those turntables. Tell us uh, why uh, vinyl has managed to survive. And then let's segue into some of the cartridges you have. Which are the price of uh, a small used car? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they can get there. Um, you know, you'll find uh, it, 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 vinyl is uh, a bit nostalgic, and uh, we're buying old cars and old furniture and doing all these things and uh, kind of liking to visit some of our past. I think it makes us feel warm and whole, and um, and I think that's one of the great things for it. Um, I will tell you, you take a 20-year-old turntable or a 40-year-old turntable, and you spend a couple hundred bucks on it, and you'll find if you spend 400 on a new turntable today, it will most likely, without a problem, sound much, much better. Technology has moved us forward. We have better bearings. We have better arm technologies. We have a better understanding. The physics has always kind of been the same. So um, you end up finding there's uh, one of the companies we carry called Rega. Uh, we carry Project and uh, Brinkman and that kind of thing and Clear Audio as well and even BPI. So we have a lot of uh, really great turntables on display anywhere from about $499 to a little over $30,000. And um, can you hear the difference between between those, absolutely. Um, I tell everybody, I kind of tease it. I say your grandmother could hear the difference between the two because, um, you know, we think that, you know, we're, we're limited by this or by that or whatever. And in reality, um, you know, there is a lot more difference between this gear. And the problem is, is that I think, uh, and I know when I was younger and before I really knew what I know today, I did not think there was as much difference between it because I never found a place that could actually show me that. Um, it always seemed like there was something else at hand and what they were trying to teach me or whatever. And all I wanted to do was to, how do I get a more fidelity? How do I get a better sound? Um, you know, and sometimes we, um, we walk into a, a thing and we say, well, you know, I want my sound to sound like this. Well, that's great. But the only problem with that whole thought is that when you make everything sound like you want it to sound, you are now the master of every record. So now you're taking yourself away from what is the truth and into what exactly how you want it. Well, I'm okay with that, and I think people having their preferences is a wonderful thing, so don't take my statement here as, a, <laughs> as taking away from that. But at the same time, if we want to hear what the artist put out, which is really what we're there to do, then you end up finding that we want to make sure that we try and keep ourselves so much out of it. And that's where, quite honestly, the the expertise of a store, you look at turntables, that takes expertise. You look at putting a good system together, that takes expertise. You look at getting fidelity in a home, that takes expertise. To make it work the way you want it to and to make it easy, that takes expertise. It's not something that is just... um, you know, it just happens. Let's buy this brand, that brand, this brand, whatever, and it just happens. And um, that's one of the things that I, 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 I guess I think if I could teach someone in an instant 
what is the difference between it, that would be the one thing I would love to be able to do. But that takes time, and unfortunately, we're sometimes pressed for time and uh, are not willing to invest that time in our own lives, well, which to me know, doesn't make sense. I, I was making the analogy <laughs> earlier about, yes, we, we don't take time. I mean, uh, <clears throat> which is also a, a sub-theme for today is taking the time to appreciate mm-hmm. the music. Um, the art. The art, uh, feel the passion, uh, hear the passion. Um, we were talking about um, vinyl, and you know, I just have always been amazed that a, a piece of vinyl with those little grooves uh, has been around uh, for so long <laughs> and capable of uh, sound reproduction. But one of the things you pointed out to me that I hadn't thought about um, uh, before we went on the air was... A lot of devices create a noise of their own. Mm-hmm. And so turntables, because they were electromechanical, the mechanical part would have sometimes translated into either a barely audible and an inaudible but still there or a very audible uh, sound. And when you talk about someone liking a particular sound... Um, maybe you grew accustomed to the characteristics of your turntable that had these inherent um, sounds. And today, the equipment, both preamps, amplifiers, have all, you pointed out to me, had noise reduction systems. Um, well, there. Or maybe more on the, the speaker side. Uh, tell us about that, about how noise is being better and better filtered out. Well, it's um, there's several different ways that that happens. Um, you know, I I when you look at a turntable, and I'm just going to take that for example, and then we'll kind of move into some of the other stuff. But um, everything that happens in a turntable is magnified like it's under an electron microscope. And if you actually search on Google, and I invite everybody to do that right now, is go out there and look at Google, um, and then search uh, electron microscope needle in a groove. And you'll see it, it playing about an inch of a record and a needle in a groove. The guy had to remove the magnets from the cartridge because it was messing up the, the, the microscope. <laughs> but it gives you an idea of what is going on in that groove. And when you look at that and you go, oh, my gosh, how in the world does that actually make sound the way it does? It is, it's mind-boggling. Okay, and digital. If you actually knew how digital worked, it would it'd blow your mind. It's like this; it shouldn't work, but it does. And people figure these things out. And and so one of the things that ends up happening. So when you take a, a every three dB is a doubling of the sound. Okay, so you end up finding uh, cartridge needles require 40 dB to 60 to 65 dB of gain, okay, meaning they have to multiply. So if you take the amount of output that the cartridge has, you have to do 3 dB is a doubling of that, then 6 dB is a doubling of that, and it's, it's an exponential scale. So when you think everything that happens in that turntable, every little bearing, every arm material, the thing that it sits on, the noise in the room, the background noise, the signal-noise ratio can be created by trucks driving by or a train or your air conditioner on or all those things and all that stuff can actually hide detail because it's all being magnified if the if the turntable can see it in any way form or shape or feel it then it will actually pick that up and be multiplied by that 40 to 65 db of gain that is required 
I hope that everybody followed that. <laughs> well, I think if they didn't fo- follow it in exact detail or the physics of that, they followed the basic concept. Okay. Which good. is like um, extraneous sources of sound being reproduced. Mm-hmm. So we, we talked about more about noise and amplifiers and preamplifiers, and I'll get to speakers in just a minute, but it is not using noise reduction systems that make that happen. The, the real advent in digital today, which is done by DCS with the ring DAC, is to, is to basically avoid having noise in the first place. If you end up uh, having an amplifier circuit, you build what they call a fully balanced or differential amplifier, and that actually builds pretty much two complete left channels and two complete right channels in a system. We know that all circuits make noise, but no two circuits make the same noise. So if we build two left channels and we compare them at the end and only keep what is the same, then what we have left is pure signal, not noise that's made by the piece of electronics that it's going through. So it allows us to reduce that noise. Um, if anybody ever wants to know how amazing um, just a single sound is and the complexity of just, you know, the clap of my hand or one little sound in my voice or the tap of a, um, you know, tambourine or a cymbal, um, the complexity of that is it's, it's thousands and thousands of sounds that make up that one unique note. And when you think of that complexity, there's so many little overtones and things that are so tiny and small that help make that sound specifically like it and another sound specifically like it that when we get to that point um, and we have noise that is actually in the system, we actually cover up that detail and therefore we lose its harmonics, its richness, what makes it unique, what makes it comfortable to the brain. So the more of that we keep intact and the less noise we have, the more relaxing to a degree that sound will be to the brain and um so there is a lot of um stuff that is out there about you know how our brain absorbs thing and there's time and phase coherence and now there's kind of a new format called mqa that deals with that same kind of timing era and or time smearing and so on and so we're seeing the world kind of start to get towards the smaller part of correcting a lot of these things that are noise and noise smearing which again is taking fidelity away from us and um, after all, today's um, <clears throat> focus is on fidelity and high-resolution, res- accurate reproduction of, of sound. I think that there used to be a lot more emphasis on frequency response, like your, the human ear has this range and these devices are able to... Uh, Reproduce sound that can capture the low end, the high end, the mid range. But we know there's so many more characteristics to sound, as you just pointed out. Yes. And I think that that's what the technology is getting better at reproducing. And even though we couldn't put our finger on it, mm-hmm. um, which we're getting better and better at, we can hear it. Mm-hmm. Just like uh, trying to describe the subtleties of taste which we have done or at least attempted to do but it's not until you actually taste something mm-hmm. and you realize that it's uh, got a complexity mm-hmm. uh, and uh, there's that, grapes in all the bottles that's right <laughs> there's grapes generally hopefully yes. in, all the, in all the bottles um, when we uh, we're going to be taking a break here in a little bit but when we come back I want you to talk about uh, why we might uh, get a preamplifier and an amplifier. Why? Why separates? Uh, a little bit about why separates, and then uh, a, a little bit about um, 
what considerations would go into someone who's thinking of a uh, a home entertainment center? Uh, they've only had a big screen, but the sound wasn't particularly good, and now they want to beef that up. We're here with Alan Jones of Hi-Fi Buys, based here in Atlanta, Georgia. It's a very high-end uh, audio products and systems, along with uh, visual products and systems, and we'll be back to talk with Alan more about that range right after this break. Quick Stakes, that's Q-U-I-K stakes are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of quick stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's quick stakes, Q-U-I-K stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schurz, as we talk about the topics that doctors talk about amongst themselves, such as Medicare, Obamacare, alternative forms of care, and health information technology. Join us every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Alan Jones, the owner of Hi-Fi Buys, a high-end audio and visual uh, shop here in Atlanta. We've been talking about hardware and systems and sound and high fidelity and how equipment has evolved to reveal more and more of the sound that previously was not audible and that just before the break we were talking about how you're able to hear more because of the quality of reproduction and how there are so many ways to get to quality reproduction I I said before um, just before the break as well that I wanted to ask you about separates you know, for example, why does anyone want to buy a preamplifier and an amplifier when, in fact, um, receivers, uh, which have taken on a whole new connotation, mm-hmm. you, 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 there aren't that many uh, receivers, or I guess there's a few where you have a built-in uh, tuner for AM, FM, mm-hmm. uh, and all the preamp and amp are in one box. So 
Tell us why we might want to buy a uh, preamp and amp separate. Um, Let me just start off so that everybody kind of follows a a receiver. Basically, we're used to it. It has a tuner and a preamp and amp built into it. So if you take the tuner out, that becomes an integrated amp. If you then take the preamp out of that, you then have a power amplifier, which is simply a multiplier of the signal. And the preamp is the thing with the volume control on it and the little selector switch that says what I want to listen to. So you, in a receiver, you have a tuner, a preamp, and an amplifier. Um, so today, you know, we... Have we, they gotten better? Appreciably better? Everything has gotten appreciably better. Okay, so um, today's uh, Sony receiver is uh, liars ahead or at least uh, more advanced than... Uh, 10, 20, 30 years ago? Yes, but let me add some caveats. Okay. Okay. Um, I fortunately work in a business where I get to talk out of both sides of my mouth all day long. <laughs> but, uh, Alan, what do you think of this versus that? So that's what I end up getting. But um, So let's take uh, back in the, like, 70s, uh, nobody in this industry was building what I call junk in a box, meaning products that are just specifications on a box. They don't sound very good. The specifications are pretty much a big-time stretch. Um, you'll see all this stuff out there for three, four hundred dollars, it says it's a hundred watts a channel, and it couldn't, in its wildest dreams, produce a hundred watts per channel. So they're really fifteen watt amplifiers that they use a test tone at one kilohertz, which is like nothing you'd ever actually hear through the amplifier. But um, and so they'll take that for one little nanosecond and cut, say, oh, since it can do it, it's a hundred watts. So then we look at that with a specification, of, you know, THD or whatever. The thing is, the specs really don't mean much. That's why you really need to go and listen to stuff to really determine what it sounds like. If you take a, an amplifier and it says it's 20 you know, hertz to 20,000 hertz, plus or minus so many dB, or even a speaker, it still doesn't say anything about what it sounds like. So... We have to, and that's part of the reason I tell folks, go out and get some expertise, whether it's me or anyone else. um, Use the expertise that's that's around you. I have learned through my life that um, it actually saves me money in the long run because I I wind up not doing things a second time and a third time and a fourth time because I, and and the thing is, is really being able to find people with expertise that, that really want to take you someplace. That's part of the reason our tagline is, again, get the experience. We want you to come in have a wonderful experience we want you to be able to take the experience that we have home with you and then at the same time for you to be able to have a great experience for yourself for your family your friends and that kind of thing is home as well and i know i'm way off topic my apologies no (laughs) it's all related it's all related i think uh, you're doing great uh uh, i wanted to ask you uh thd total harmonic distortion Distortion. is that still a uh useful spec it it has never been a useful spec (laughs) Um, and, but I'll explain to people what it is so that they get that it's... I know, what, it was what it always is. an over-leveraged uh, spec. Uh, so yeah. total harmonic distortion, where that is, and you can make any amplifier manufacturer can make that spec anything they want to. So it determines where they are in the wattage scale. So let's say an amplifier is really capable of 100 watts, and then at about 105 watts, it starts to distort and break down. Okay? So what that means is that the rated output power, that is where that amplifier is starting to break down. Meaning when I get, let's say it's rated 100 watts per channel, and it says 100 watts per channel uh, with THD at .005. Well, if they actually turn it to 102 watts, it's probably .5. 
Okay, so and if they went down to 90 watts, it'd be 0.0005. So we can make THD, and it's amazing how many people I have seen in my life because you know I have a lot of people who will walk in and they're sure that we're going to not do something right by them, so they're fully in charge, which is <laughs> fine with me, but not helpful to them. Um, and you end up finding that um, you know they'll buy by total harmonic distortion specs, and that is a manufacturer that is playing on that person. Simple as that. A lot of subjectivity uh, yes. there. Um, okay, now we're we're uh, starting to um, come into the home stretch here, Alan, and I definitely don't want to forget a couple of different areas okay. to touch on. And uh, one that we'll get to in just a bit is to have you tell us all about the really wonderful work that High Five Buys does uh, in support of uh, a just fire. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But I want to now go back, because you told me a little bit about this a great story. There's an aha moment uh, in the lives of, uh, not all, uh, many professionals. Um, I told a story about the attorney that we had on the program who was sitting in the living room at age four. His mom was watching Perry Mason. He turned to the TV, and he said, Mom, that's what I want to do. And she said, What? Uh, be on TV? And he said, no, uh, do what that guy's doing. She said, what, be an attorney? No, that guy in that courtroom, and he wanted to be a litigator. He didn't know that term, <laughs> but he is a guy who <laughs> is a litigator and never strayed from that from age four. And that's wow. amazing. Mm-hmm. Most of us stray from any path we would have envisioned many times. Um, or we had a veterinarian who watched a, a small uh, animal uh, get uh, a pet um, dog get uh, killed um, w- w- by a tractor on the farm, and mm. the seeds were planted for him to be a veterinarian. Wow. You were, um, I don't know if you were walking down the street and you said, hey, there's an audio store, and I'm going to go in and um, check them out in Arizona. I lived in Casa Grande, Arizona. And um, shall we say, I I actually was in the automobile business at that time, which I'm thankful I'm out of. Um, At that time, the automobile business was very different than it is today. Um, But uh, I I walked into an audio store, and uh, I, I, I will tell you, every single person in this industry, and I know if there's other industry folks that are out there uh, listening to this, every single person that's in this industry is passionate about it because of one moment, one day, that they listen to something that just became a memory in their head and emotionally just involved in it. I know that happened to me, and it happened to me at the at a place called the Satellite Center in Casa Grande, Arizona. I remember the song. I remember the gear. I worked for that store two days later, and basically from that point on, my life was pretty well written. Um, I had no idea I would wind up in Atlanta, Georgia as the owner of Hi-Fi Buys, but I knew what, I knew generally that this was a very passionate thing. The, the one thing that I love about passion um, is that it creates learning, um, and there is no substitute for learning in life. And, uh, and the biggest thing that you want to, and I tell everybody, if you can find anything you're passionate about or find people that are passionate about things, there is no doubt that you will be able to learn and learn and learn from those people because passion brings about natural learning. You do it without working at it. It's not something that you try to do or you direct yourself to do. It just happens because you're passionate about it. And speaking of passion, uh, at the original source where you have musicians Mm. uh, creating music. Same thing. It it is um, the reproduction of that passion, uh, so to speak. What were you listening to that day in Casa Grande? Because I think that 
it plays was, a, a role. It was Steve Winwood back in the high life. And everybody has their own song. I think it's the greatest, one of the greatest uh, social media things that I've ever seen out there was, you know, what was that first time you listened to a song and it really got you? And and seeing the responses to everybody is all the way across the map. So there's not one in particular song. There's not one thing. There's not a recording technique. There's not digital or tube or solid state or anything. Whether you were streaming it, whether it was compressed or uncompressed or Bluetooth or whatever, um, <laughs> It's what captured that person because that was just something that they went, wow. And it, and it ha- changed their life. It just happens that, it, it, you know, we share this appreciation for Steve, Steve Winwood mm-hmm. uh, that that piece of music has probably played many times in many uh, uh, an audio uh, boutique uh, because it's such a fantastic piece to, to reproduce and to listen to the subtleties. Well, we're in the store. We want to play things that people know. Um, that That's <laughs> right. We want you want to evoke some degree, even if it's only recent nostalgia, right? I mean, yeah, I mean from a I, week ago. If oh. I if I sit there and play something that they've never heard of, and it's some strange piece of wild audiophile music, I'm really doing a disservice to them in my store. I'm not giving them an experience. I'm giving them well, I am giving them an experience, but not one they're enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now I want to switch to something yes. that is also near and dear to you, and something that uh, you do uh, that is a really good, uh, a, a good project to be supportive of. Tell us about Adjust Fire. Okay, um, actually, it is Alchemy Sky that I'm a board member for, and um, Adjust Fire was an event that we had at the store that uh, we. And, and I'm back up just a little bit. Uh, Alchemy Sky actually, what we do is we actually do music therapy for veterans and a lot of other music therapy uh, around it as well. One of my biggest passions with it is really music therapy for the folks with PTSD. Um, I uh, a while back in my life had panic attacks and that kind of thing, which is nothing like what they're going through. So it it makes me look at what they're going through as something in such degrees greater. And I just I know what music does for me. And I know what music does for others. I've seen it for 35 years. So for me to have any um, thought that music would not help this is is ridiculous. I I am absolutely 100% sure that music moves these people. It takes them places. They are the people that have served our country. Um, For us not to do things for them and to try and do it in ways that are actually effective to them. Not just, you know, I think, you know, I always say thanks for the service from a veteran or anything along that lines. Uh, our policemen, our firemen, all of that kind of thing, because all these people serve us, and, uh, and I don't think there's not enough gratitude ever that goes out for them. But um, a just fire was a song that was written by a group of, um, um, uh, I think it's eleven veterans, um, and what they did is we got them together in a studio with some guidance, and everybody uh, that was there got to write part of the song and also got to sing in the song and then we did the song launch of a just fire at hi-fi buys and um jay bud who heads up uh, alchemy sky i can't give him enough credit um that and the rest of the board um it is amazing to see they did a video of um uh and i, I invite y'all to go out to youtube and look for a just fire alchemy sky that kind of thing and you will find that there's a video out there of the of the song it's also on all the streaming platforms as a matter of fact uh, mq was able to get it on title in MQA uh, in 24 hours, which almost never happens, and I think Ken Forsyth for that. Um, but you will find that 
there's just so much passion around that and seeing that seeing that this song actually had an effect on their lives and the fact that it had effect on their lives together here's folks that have all gone through a lot of the similar things feeling the same way and they got together and expressed their feelings and put it out there I was so proud of it. I just, I, I've still got chills in my arms just thinking about it right now. How could that not uh, help them out in some way? Uh, you know, and and uh, I want to say, Alan, thank you for that valuable support of that project. Mm, and you. I want to thank you also for the valuable work that you do uh, in the name of quality, high fidelity. Uh, I think that uh, it will never go out of style. Thank you so much for being a guest today. Thank you very much for having me. I love being here. You've been listening to the Business Hour here at America's Web Radio. We're on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. We'll see you on the Internet and on the radio next week. Have a great weekend. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.